And my next guest is someone listeners of this show may recognize. He holds several titles to his name, racing in the Colorado Hill Climb Association. He's also competed in the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. He was there last year with Bronkzilla, which that, that might give away who, who we're talking to today. Jimmy Ford, welcome back to Automotive ADHD. Thank you. Thank you, man. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Really excited. Firstly, an exciting announcement, which is that you are going to be returning to America's Mountain this year. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, they're giving us another shot at Pike Peak again. So uh, we're uh, in the process of getting an engine put in it and doing a bunch of work to the Bronco to get it a little bit more um, feasible for Pike Peak. Absolutely. Now let's... uh, so let's let's recap a little bit too on last year as well. Um, last year was your first time. There it was also my first time being around the race and kind of participating in that sense. And you know there were some challenges with the weather and some other stuff. Tell me a little bit about last year for listeners who maybe aren't up to speed on that. Oh man, last year it was uh, when we took off from the start line. It was definitely foggy on the bottom. Um, fog started to clear up once we were rising above the fog getting up to past the picnic grounds and a little past um we were coming up to a 11 mile water station and uh the engine blew on us so i it, it was it was done for us they were racing all the way to the top they didn't shut the race short but we uh we didn't make it there oh man yeah and i remember the weather was the weather was really challenging um for for everyone that was one big challenge i mean you know guys couldn't see where they were going and I remember one one guy, I can't remember his name now, he was uh he went through one of these corners and just kind of miscalculated where he was because of that fog and he took a tumble down the hill and then landed on his wheels and <laughs> just kept driving. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but it was video. Yeah, that one that one was nuts too. But um yeah. but but Pretty the fact wild. was too, you know, I mean it was it was challenging because of the weather. Um and then there was also some of the mechanical challenges. Um, two that happened, and uh, let's let's talk a little bit about. So you've you've had a couple months now uh, to really kind of dig through Bronkzilla and kind of figure out what what exactly happened with that. So I, I I was thinking that maybe we broke a camshaft or something like that, but um, actually uh, when I tore it all apart, there was a uh, connecting rod number seven connecting rod. Um, failed on us so it made a disaster out of the the entire engine um oh man yeah i don't know if it stretched or what happened and just tore tore it up um the, the rod broke and then crank came around and hit the rod and beat it into the block and so on and so forth you know it, it, it destroyed everything in there it didn't make a hole in the block but um there was no sight holes sight glass for the engine block but it definitely uh cracked some stuff inside of there Oh, that's rough. Yeah. And and uh, do you think you think it was just maybe stress on the engine, wear and tear, anything? It was yeah. was it hard to just kind of see what caused it? Yeah, it was kind of hard to see what caused it because you know, like even when I took the rod bearings off of all the other um, rods, they looked pretty dang good. It was just that one rod was failing for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but I didn't. Oh dig- man, that. Yeah, that, that rod it just it just left the chat. It just no yep. better. <laughs> <That's laughs> what exactly. it yeah, it's that I'm done. Part, this is it. The sad part oh. was they were pretty nice titanium rods, so that was that was a really sad part about it. You know, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, titanium rods, no less, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And, uh, well, so that that brings me to the next question, then, which is, where is Bronczilla, Bronczilla now, and what are you doing? What's the plan for this year for Bronczilla? So right now, we got everything torn out of the Bronco except for the body. Everything's torn off of it right now. We're we're trying to get things lower center of gravity. I mean, we're uh, every little ounce we can get lower center of gravity. That's that's what we're doing. Kind of stuff that we didn't really have time to do before Pikes Peak last year that we have a little time to do right now while we're um, getting this engine. And uh, the engine that we got is a uh, 410 cubic inch Ford. Um, it used to be a, a World of Outlaw engine that we purchased from um, kind of a friend of a friend. So we got the block here with um, and ironically, all of our our intake will fit on it and stuff like that. The salvageable parts that we had off of our other engine will fit on it. So, but it makes about 150 to 175 horsepower more than our last engine, and it's about 100 pounds lighter because it's an aluminum block. So we're excited about wow. that. Wow! Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Um, so more power and more lighter is always better. That's that's already a win right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Now that's yeah. going to be crazy. I remember I was, uh, I was standing on the side of the road, uh, with my camera and stuff on one of the practice days and you flew past me and oh my, I mean, uh, last year with your, with your setup last year was insane. I mean, it was, it was, you, I could, I could literally feel the car coming through the, like the vibrations in the ground yeah. before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the car was already absolutely mental. And so you're just cranking that up to 11 now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've been able to turn it up to 11 now. <laughs> oh man. I, I love it. I love it. What other uh, modifications um, have you had to make now? Cause I know you, um, you know, the car started out as a car for um, hill climb racing on dirt. So you did a lot of stuff to convert it to r- racing on the, um, the pavement, the tarmac in there. Uh, is there anything else now that you're doing, like, say, suspension-wise to the car? Um, actually, I'm trying to get it to where we can get – last year we, we, ra- we – uh, excuse me, sorry. We raced with uh, 12-inch wide tires. Um, okay. Trying to get it to see if we can get, like, a 14- or a 15-inch wide tire underneath of it right now. We might have to do a little bit of flaring on the fenders to get it to fit. But, you know, the, the wider the rear tire, the more traction we can get coming out of the corners and stuff, which is kind of where we struggled a little bit last year with that and – a little bit down on horsepower, um, you know, down on horsepower, meaning those guys are running 1,000, 1,200 horsepower and we're, we were at 650 last year. So, you know, trying to crank it up a little bit. Awesome. Is there, uh, is, it might be too early to ask, but is there any plan for forced induction? Um, we, we had really considered that. Um, the problem with uh, forced induction is when, when we do decide to take the Bronco back to the dirt, um, our class rules won't allow us to have forced induction. So that was, you know, one of the limiting factors for us. So we decided to stay naturally aspirated. We're going to still run the carburetor on alcohol. So everything will be similar to that as we were last year. But, um, yeah, I don't think we can go forced induction right now at the moment unless some changes with our uh, dirt program rules. Gotcha. And that's kind of neat to think about, too, that, you know, this – this car you're running on Pikes Peak is, is not a one-off just for Pikes Peak. I mean, you use this for dirt racing, use it for all sorts of stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about it. It's, uh, it's got many uses to it. I mean, it looks, it's a show car right now because it's sitting in the garage getting worked on, but now it's going to be, uh, 
Pike Peak car here in June, and then maybe in uh, August it'll be back on the dirt. I'm excited to have all that going on with the Broncos. Oh, man, I love it. And hey, you know what they say, right, which is that, uh, you know, every race car is a show car, but not every show car is a race car. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So um, now looking back at last year, so last year was your first time running the mountain, and I know you learned a lot there. And what what are some things that uh, takeaways, you know, from the perspective of driving um, that you learned last year that you're going to maybe be applying this year? Oh, you know, it's, it's, more seat time. That's that's the biggest thing. Is I was trying to get as much seat time as I possibly could. We were first to the line every every practice day, trying to get more and more seat time. Which who knows if it hurt us. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. But looking back, you know I, that seat time helped out a bunch. So coming back to Pike Peak for a second year will uh, definitely be an advantage to us, being we already had a little bit of seat time, so we can start off with that seat time in mind. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the seat time is, is once you have the, the technicalities, you know, making the car do what it needs to do, it's all on you then. It's on you as the driver to have that seat time and, and do what you need with it. Um, so is there anything else plan-wise, you know, that you're doing this year that you maybe didn't do last year? Yeah, um, so the, we, we did a bunch of work to the Bronco before Pike Seat last year. <clears throat> we added torsion bars to it. I mean, not that a little bit of fabricating to do because uh we have to weld some pipe in there that our torsion bar goes through and so um last year i ran a torsion bar on the front but not the rear and uh we we were kind of you know tossing the idea around of running a torsion bar on the rear well now now we're doing it this winter we're going to run a um, torsion bar on the rear try to help the bronco from rolling over too hard um which i think hurts us a little bit so uh just little little modifications like that i mean there is the fire extinguisher used to sit you know, really up high on the chassis. So we took the fire extinguisher and we moved it down as low as we possibly could, you know, like just little things like for our shocks, our, our reservoir for our shocks, they sit up higher, we move lower, you know, just every little ounce getting it lower is going to help us in the long run with that thing rolling over too hard. Wow. And that's not even something I, I considered as much of a challenge too, which is that, that center of gravity. I mean, when you're pulling that amount of G force on that kind of road and with those conditions, I guess that can really make a big difference. Yeah. It's crazy that you mentioned the G forces. Um, um, one of the guys that we raced with up on Pike's Peak, um, he actually, the first one or two testing days, he gets G force sickness from all the G forces up there on Pike's Peak. So he, he gets out of the car and starts, you know, ralphing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's one of those things, you know, uh, you know, usually you don't get car sick if you're the one driving, but maybe if you're driving on Pike's Peak, you can give yourself car sickness. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the combination with the altitude and the G-forces and all that stuff, I can see how that could happen, maybe. Right. Well, and, and it goes to show, I mean, how how strenuous and, and difficult the mountain really is, because you, you you not only have the you know, the conditions, the weather, the road, the, the, the frost heaves and the unevenness in the pavement. Now you, you not only have all of that, you've got weather, you've got all this stuff, you've got the altitude on top of that. And it's incredibly hard on both the, uh, the people racing it and the machines doing the, uh, the racing as well. Yeah. And yeah. You mentioned the, the heaving and stuff. That's, that's really hard on aluminum chassis. And so one of the things we're doing too, is going through the chassis and, the, the aluminum stress cracks every here, every little spot, you know, like you can find little stress cracks in the, in the chassis. So we go through and 
grind the stretch cracked out and then re-weld it back up. And it's just, it is, it is kind of tough on aluminum chassis with all the flexing and stuff that it does. Believe it or not, it's, it's kind of crazy. Well, yeah. And that's one of those things, you know, when I've talked to guys as well, I mean, you know, they say that sometimes like guys who've raced Pikes Peak before, before they paved it, uh, and some of my listeners might not know, but that they, they Pikes Peak was dirt and then they went ahead and paved it. And you'd think paving it would be sometimes better for getting up there and getting up there fast. But the problem is the ground and everything, you know, changes every single season because of the extreme weather conditions, the water, the ice, you know, expanding and contracting causes these dips and whoops in the asphalt now that had it been dirt, they would have just graded the road the week before the race and it would be fine. But now that it's asphalt, you you have to build your car around that. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's another challenging factor about Pike's Peak. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, you have to keep your expectations low and just take what the mountain will give you. You know, it's, it's crazy how much it changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Jimmy Ford, my guest, jimmyfordracing.com. Um, now, I can't wait to see you running there on the mountain. I'm really excited. I'm excited and grateful as well to be a part of it and being able to go up there and check it out. It's going to be um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Now, listeners can support Jimmy as well. You can visit his website again, jimmyfordracing.com. There you can buy T-shirts, merch, or become a sponsor as well. Every little bit there helps to getting up that mountain as fast and as safe as possible. Definitely check it out. Jimmy, fingers crossed for good weather this year. Hopefully I'll be talking to you a couple more times before the race. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Pat. And thank you for joining me on this edition of the Automotive ADHD Show. Remember to join the Speed Council at thespeedcouncil.org. And a thank you to the members of the uh, Speed Council. Also, thank you to everybody who sent their car sounds in. Just know, if I didn't get to them this week, I will get to them next week. And uh, give this show a rating, by the way. Spotify, blow it up, six stars. And uh, you can find this show in other places as well, where fine shows and this one are downloaded. And I'll see you next week.